from the bayou, the all-new Raging Cajun 102.7 FM. Good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is Play by Play coming to you live here on this beautiful Friday. Well, I say beautiful. It's as beautiful as it's going to get here on May the 20th. It's hot as heck outside, but, you know, get in the AC, get out of the sun, enjoy the next 90 minutes because we're going to be talking some sports with you all throughout the next, as we said, 90 minutes getting until 1 o'clock. I know a lot of folks on Fridays, they get off a little early. If you're sitting at your desk waiting for 12 o'clock, we'll be here with you. Whenever 12 o'clock comes, if you're sitting, you know, in the car, going get lunch, going, you're working home, going get Wendy's or Big Mike's or heck, we had Popeye's yesterday here. You're going indulging that. Um, enjoy because we've got another 90 minute show coming your way. In 15 minutes, it's Friday. You know, a lot of people tell me, oh man, Friday, we're not going to have Coach Gitros on anymore. No, of course we're going to still have Coach Gitros on. It's always baseball season. We're going to ask him about the start to his summer season, which will begin next week. We're going to ask him about tryouts and some news out of Tarpon Land with some, you know, young man, which we'll get to this in just a second, signing a or making a verbal commitment to play ball at the next level. Uh, so yeah, we've got a lot to talk about with Coach Chandler Gitros. It's always baseball season. Of course, we'll talk <clears throat> a little bit about, you know, with the madness that we saw in Sulphur, Louisiana. Coach Gitros did a good job helping me call that game. You know, a lot of people think that, um, you know, doing radio is like easy. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I get this all the time, right? <clears throat> People say, oh man, your job's easy. You talk on the radio about sports for 90 minutes every day. And then the challenge that I always give back to them is, all right, well, like, let's you and me talk. Like, let's debate a topic. Then after two or three minutes, they don't have anything left to say, <laughs> to which my point is, okay, well, all right, now you got 87 minutes to go to be entertaining, bro. So, yeah, Coach Gitros, the whole point I'm getting at is, is that Coach Gitros had not done any radio before calling a game. It was terrific. Like, he was terrific. He knew when to talk. He knew what to say. He did an excellent job and brought a lot to our state championship broadcast with the Gators taking on um, the North Vermilion team. So we'll have Coach Gitros on at 11.45. At noon, we'll talk some NBA. I mean, I got to put my foot in my mouth, right? I mean, I, I got to completely put my foot in my mouth. I, I was over here, oh, the Miami Heat are going to win it all. I don't even think they're going to win another game. <laughs> um, and look, that's not just an overreaction to yesterday. I went back and I watched game one as well last night. Like the Heat are just not getting good shots right now. And if you take away the third quarter of game one where Miami just absolutely dominated, Boston has won seven of the eight quarters in this series. They're longer. They're more athletic. They're getting better shots. They're faster off the ball. And Miami really just has Jimmy Butler right now. And they've got to figure out ways to diversify their offense in a hurry or they're going to get swept out of here the next three games and they're going to lose in five. 12-15, we'll have Damian St. Pierre. We'll talk about the NBA playoffs with Damian. We'll talk about all this beautiful NIL stuff that's going on. I say beautiful because you got two of LSU's biggest rivals tearing one another apart. You're hearing whispers that Alabama may get sanctioned because they're... 
yeah, listen to me talking about Alabama might get sanctioned. Like, that'll ever happen, right? Like, the SEC would ever let that happen. Texas A&M is calling for Alabama to get sanctioned because there's some bylaw somewhere saying that you can't call out another school by name or whatever, and Nick Saban has apologized and kind of sort of walked back to what he was saying, and Jimbo Fisher's out here at press conferences saying, oh, somebody needs to slap Nick Saban. And, you know, here's the thing, Jimbo, like, he keeps saying, oh, we never cheated, we never cheated, we never cheated. Nick Saban never said that you cheated. So the fact that you immediately go to cheating, to me, in my mind, just leads to exactly how guilty Texas A&M is in all of this. But that's a whole nother show for a whole nother day. And we'll talk with Damien about that. NBA playoffs, whatever's going on in the world of boxing, wrestling, whatever it may be. 1230, we'll make our weekend predictions. We've got a lot of things to talk about there. Nichols is playing some big conference tournament baseball. They got a big win yesterday. You'll actually be able to hear them play today. Uh, at 6 o'clock over on ESPN 100.3, our sister station across the street. And uh, then at the bottom of the show, we'll get you your betting picks. I've got seven picks loaded up onto my Patreon. Guess what? I ain't giving you guys none of them on the air today. We're going to find three others that we're going to uh, to pick here on the show. And if you want to get in on our betting picks, find me at Patreon, patreon.com slash let me make sure i'm telling you this right shame on me not being prepared patreon.com slash just glare casey you could find our latest picks uh, we've got seven of them loaded up and for the price of a happy meal you could uh you could get into on those it's the price of a happy meal month too it's not by the day but anyway we want to thank our sponsors for allowing us to be here and then we'll get into the meat and potatoes of the first segment of the show here the blue boot rodeo the 2022 blue boot rodeo will be held july 7th through 9th at the Grand Isle Marina, located at 158 Sand Dollar Court at the Tarpon Pavilion, Southland Dodge and Homa, Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name, Friend Building Materials got you covered for all your roofing needs, Rouse's Markets, get Rouse's Louisiana Crawfish hot from the pot, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m., seven days a week at Rouse's Markets, tastes like home, Buzz Off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results, Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafourche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. So, we've got a little bit of news to break down here in the first segment of the show. Some good and some bad. Let's start with the good. South Lafourche High School pitcher Josh Pierce announced today that he has made his verbal commitment and he's going to be signing with Delgado Community College. Josh will be joining local product Connor Mathern, who's a fellow LaRose kid, CCA, soon-to-be graduate, as two of the big premier signees in Delgado's class. First and foremost, my sincerest and warmest congratulations to both Josh and Connor. Both of those guys deserve every single opportunity that is going to come their way. Connor is an absolute mule on the mound for CCA, or has been an absolute mule on the mound for CCA during his high school career. Legitimate, bona fide, number one guy. Could throw him against any offense and expect to have success, expect to be in the game. Josh was that same type of player for South Lafouche, right? You know, the district MVP and maybe the best district in the state of Louisiana. Um, Here's the thing about Josh Pierce. I I truly believe that Delgado got a real sleeper here. And I truly believe that some of the other schools really screwed this up. Josh is like 135 pounds. But like he throws in the upper 80s with that small frame. And he gets stronger as games go on with that small frame. So the whole time that I'm watching him play and watching him pitch throughout his high school career, 
I'm thinking to myself, man, when these colleges get their hands on this kid, put 35, 40 pounds of muscle on this kid, you're going to have a guy that's going to start to go into the 90s. You're going to have a guy that's going to have great off-speed stuff because he's already got great off-speed stuff. <clears throat> you're going to have a guy that is not afraid to pitch in big games. He's been a big game guy for South Lafouche throughout his career. So Delgado gets a good one, and I think it's going to be a guy, that, and I think both of these guys, Connor included in that, that after that two-year window is up, I think they're both going to be looking at getting in on those four-year universities and signing and playing at, at higher levels of baseball. So kudos to Delgado taking care of the local products. Kudos to Connor and Josh for both punching their ticket to the next level. And now I want to see where the rest of the dominoes are going to fall because Ducher me is a college baseball player. Darren Duce is a college baseball player. Jonah Kale is a college baseball player. And whoever else that I'm forgetting, and I'm not going to list off a, a, a roster of all the seniors in our area, just go watch the All-Star game tomorrow at HOMA and you'll be able to see all that talent on display. But there are so many other players in our area that are capable of getting similar recognition and similar opportunities, and I hope it pans out for all of them. I, I truly, sincerely hope that it pans out for all of them. So that's the good news. The bad news comes out of Homa yesterday, and it's a story that I think is a small piece to a larger problem. We had a gentleman yesterday or not yesterday, this happened a couple days ago, but a gentleman was arrested yesterday and charged with a crime for going to Vanderbilt Catholic's campus and allegedly assaulting their head baseball coach. guy who we've had on this show several times. Great guy, great guy. They just won the state championship. I'm not going to go into detail about what is being alleged in that particular crime because I wasn't there. All I know is what was sent to me in the news release by the Terrebonne Parish Sheriff's Office and what was told to me word of mouth by a couple of people who were there or had heard from people who were there. But I'm going to go to more of the bigger problem in play here aside from this ridiculous incident that should have never happened and that hopefully is prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. Parents need to learn to back off. I'm not a father. I'm, I'm not a father. I don't have any children. So it's easy for me, and I understand that out front. That's why I'm saying this out front. It's easy for me to say without children what parents should or shouldn't do when I've never been in these situations myself. I understand that fully, and I'm getting that right out of the way at the top of the argument just so that's fully understood. But with that having been said, some of you all are just doing way too much over your children. I have now been in this area covering sports professionally since 2009, the very end of 2009. So for the sake of the argument, let's say 2010, just so no one you know, comes back and makes it seem like I'm saying that I have more experience than I actually do, because it was December of 2009. In the first seven or eight years of that, now more than a decade long of experience, I didn't see a single thing that I thought was over the line in terms of parent interactions with coaches, parent interactions with umpires, anything of the sort. Every once in a while, someone would get heated. Every once in a while, someone would get thrown out, but I never felt that anyone was like in danger. In the last three or four years, I have now witnessed several interactions 
where I thought an official was maybe in danger, where I thought maybe a coach was in danger, either after a game, during a game, whatever it may be. There's no place in high school athletics, college athletics, any athletics, little league, whatever it may be for this type of crap. If you have the inclination of doing something stupid at a sporting event that's going to embarrass yourself, your child, and your family, stay home. Stay home. If you have any inclination to try to assault a coach after a game or perform a violent act against a coach after a game, stay home. And when these instances occur to your our school administration and our principals and our school, uh, school superintendents in our area, when these instances occur, don't accept the apology. Because here's what's going to happen. Like, Someone does something stupid. This is the way the world works today. Someone does something stupid. They apologize for it. They go public on social media, and everybody's so inclined to forgive and forget. Don't forgive and forget. This needs to be punished and penalized heavily. When someone acts that far out of left field and performs a violent act against a public school coach or official or whatever it may be, they need to be banned for good. I have been going to sporting events for now 34 years. I am 34 years old. I have been going since birth. I have never had a near violent encounter with a coach, with a um, referee, with whatever it may be. I have never had the inclination of, hey, you, I'm going to fight you based on a coaching decision, based on a bad call made by an official. There's no place nor reason for that. In any realm of our society, there's no place for that type of buffoonery. need to get that out of our sports world for good. The incident that occurred a couple days ago at Vanderbilt is atrociously embarrassing. I feel horrible for the young man whose father did this because he's going to be lumped in a category that he doesn't deserve to be lumped into because he did nothing wrong. And I feel bad for the Vanderbilt baseball program and the baseball community as a whole because some of the sparkle off of their amazing state championship season has now been taken away because of this garbage. And it shouldn't be that way. So just do better, man. Back up just a little bit. It's okay to be a loving parent. It's okay to want the best for your kids. Just back up a little bit. Give a little bit extra space. There's no coach in the state of Louisiana that wants to lose, that wants to make a bad decision. They're doing what they think is best. And sometimes it might not be right. They're not perfect. But I promise you it's not going to be with a vindictive heart against your child. Your child needs to learn how to deal with adversity. And you as a parent need to learn, hey, man, like sometimes the cookie's going to just crumble the other way. and That's just the way that life works. Let's catch a break. Before we do, I want to thank Ross. Uh, Jean Bon, Jere Jean Bon, uh, Brennan Mathern, all the wonderful people at the DTV podcast was blessed to uh, be part of that in an episode that's going to be released in the coming days and weeks. Yesterday we recorded. It was a great time. Y'all go check them out. Um, download, subscribe, everything that you all do with us, do with them. They've got great local guests, and I was flattered and absolutely honored to be a part of that yesterday. It was a great time. Let's catch a break when we get back. Chandler Guitros with South Lafouche High School Baseball will be on talking about 
what some things they're going to be doing over the summer to uh, try to get back to where they were this past year, which was deep in the 4A state playoffs. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this. If you have a pest control problem, Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back too. Through good times and the not so good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. First, we just want to say thank you. Thank you for trusting us to help serve you in these trying times of post-storm recovery, and thank you for your patience during our expansions. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. As a leader in the oil and gas industry, Joe's Septic Contractors caters to oil field clients offering vacuum truck service for offshore tanks, vessels, or treatment plants containing sewage or gray water. Their rental department offers state-of-the-art offshore portable toilets, also holding tank rentals and portable hand-washing stations. Call Joe's Septic Contractors 24-7-985-632-5592 in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, and Reserve, or visit their website at joesseptic at viscom.net. Yep, is that time of year, Blue Boot Rodeo, July 7, 8, and 9 in Grand Isle, Louisiana. This rodeo is to promote water safety and drowning prevention. This year's fishing rodeo, we also have adult, kids, kayak, and we added the offshore division. Proceeds from this rodeo go to swimming lessons, life rings on the Grand Isle Beach, scholarships, and bringing awareness to water safety. There will be plenty of food, drinks, activities for the kids, and the whole family. That's the Blue Boot Rodeo coming this July 7, 8, and 9 in Grand Isle, Louisiana. Welcome back to play-by-play here on KLEB. We go to our first call-in guest of the show on this Friday. As always, every Friday, South LaFouche baseball coach, Coach Chandler Guitros. Coach, good morning, my friend. How are you? Great, Casey. Thanks again for letting us come on and promote the program. Always, buddy. Uh, you guys are jumping from one season to the next. You start your summer season next week, if I be- if I got that right. Um, how has that process been of kind of transitioning? It's a whole new group out there, but uh, what are those kids looking like so far as, as you transition to the summer? Well, as of right now, we uh, actually push our tryouts back to next Monday just to give the guys coming off of spring football more than a day, you know. Uh, so, And the reason that there's no rush and it's getting frustrating already, as everyone knows with Ida, things with our school year got pushed back. So the date of our first game actually falls on our academic awards night, which many of our kids participate in and all of our teachers are required to be at. Uh, so we're actually going to have to move our first game. We're not going to play until the following week. So, uh we're going to start with tryouts Monday, try to get a couple of practices in and, uh, you know, kind of roll with it uh, going into the following week, which would be the first week in June. So you know a lot about those kids having, you know, seen them at practice and, you know, JV games, whatever it may be. 
It, I feel like it's going to be a different type of team. Like, I don't know that this will be the team that will be hitting, you know, the 20 home runs for the season, maybe more manufacturing runs, running the bases, bunning, small ball type of thing. Is that kind of what you expect from your offense next year? Yeah, and look, we're going to have to win the 3-4-3 uh, to four, or four to three game, the 3-2 to two game, uh, and really rely on pitching and defense. Uh, do we have guys that can produce runs? Absolutely, we do. Uh, but it's not, we're not going to hit 20 home runs next year. That's just not going to happen. I, I don't know what our final number was, but it was pretty close to 20. Uh, the prior year we hit 13, and the closest we had ever come to that before was in 2018 where we hit four. Okay, So what's happened the last couple of years is kind of the uh, exception to the rule um, of what baseball has been like down here uh, as far as even our good teams. You know, it's been more manufacturing runs, relying on pitching and defense, and offensively it's going to be about Anytime a ball hits the ground, we have to go get the next bag. Um, anytime we read a dirt ball out of a pitcher's hands, we got to get the next bag. Uh, bunting guys over, moving them over. A lot of what uh, the Lafayette area teams do, and I think South Terrebonne had a lot of success doing that to some degree uh, in our series against them, putting pressure on the opposing team. So you said, all right, we got to win the four to three game. Do you guys have the pitching to pull that off? Because that's putting a lot of pressure on that pitching and defense. And are you like Curall and Bozigard and some of the others? Tell us about your pitching staff that you have coming back. Yeah, I mean, you listed the two guys off the top of your head that everybody's going to get really familiar with. I think that's the one two punch that we can go in playoff series with. To be honest with you, man, they're uh, they're going to be uh, you know super relied upon. But we do have some other guys. Uh, the big key to our JV success was we just had guys that threw strikes. Uh, Austin Kural is a sophomore, uh, going to be a junior next year that I think you're going to hear a whole heck of a lot about. Uh, he's done great things for us. He's just kind of a smaller frame guy, but he throws hard. Uh, I'm not going to compare him to Josh, but the body type is more like a Josh and the velocity is there. Um, different guys, Lucas Guidros, uh, Kevin Trosquare, uh, Brock Johnston, uh, Luke Sanimo, uh, just different guys that, you know, names that you haven't heard yet, but on the JV level, all these guys have had a lot of success. Uh, also, with our freshman team last year, we had a few guys that I really liked. Uh, Cooper Worley is going to be a sophomore next season. Uh, really, really good uh, as far as pitching to contact, has a, a good off speed. Uh, Josh Pierce's younger brother, Jacob Pierce, uh, is going to be a sophomore next year. We like what we see out of him. He's, he just needs to uh, grow into his body, get a little stronger, but he's going to be a good one for us. And then two guys in Caden Angelette and Jack Day that both are uh, bigger guys, and you're going to see a lot on the football field that throw pretty hard. And we're just going to have to develop them from throwers uh, to become pitchers. So uh, we have a lot of guys that we like a lot. Uh, you look at it last season at the varsity level, we really only relied on four to five arms. So it's not like you need to develop 30 guys, you know. Uh, but you get a good rotation of, you know, seven or eight guys that you can trust to come in and throw strikes. Uh, you're going to be okay. And I think we're definitely capable of doing that. Very good. Coach, um, you know, in terms of uh, you, you, the guys that you're departing with, your, your big senior class, the first domino kind of sort of fell this morning. I saw Josh Pierce made the commitment to Delgado. I, I said in the first segment of the show, I think that's a huge get for Delgado. I think they're getting a kid who's a gamer, who's a great locker room guy, and who when you add 15, 20 pounds of muscle into that frame is going to throw even harder than he does now. I'm sure you got to be super happy and proud for what Josh has accomplished there, punching his ticket to the next level. Right, and even before talking about Josh, this is one that's just like, finally, man, finally. The COVID year at the college level has pushed so many guys still, and it's been so hard for guys to find spots. A guy like Miles Mathern last year that could have played so many places in normal years didn't have a spot to play. So this is just like, okay, so we got the first one rolling. Let's get our other guys signed on. We definitely know we got guys capable. Uh, but Josh, man, what can you say about him? Uh, I think I made a post on Facebook the other day. 
uh, when I was congratulating him for his district title. He weighs 130 pounds, and his heart weighs 129. Uh, just all guts and uh, just a supreme talent, man. And I think Delgado gives him a great opportunity. He, my opinion, he needed to go Juco first just to get a little bit stronger. That way a better offer will come in uh, two years from now, and he's not stuck at a, a small Division three or something playing there for four years. I think there's a great opportunity for him to get in the weight room, get that velocity up even more than what it is, play for a great coach out there, get to live with one of his best buddies in Connor Mathern, and play close to home where we all get to go watch him play and he could come home for uh, dinner <laughs> some every now and then, you know. Uh, so it's a good opportunity. He's going to get bigger, faster, stronger there. Um, and then in two years, there's no doubt in my mind, Josh Pierce will be signing on at a Division One school. And based on what you're hearing, they do want him to be a pitcher, right? Because that's the thing. Like, he's a great infielder, too, but they do want him to throw, right? As of right now, yes, sir. Okay, good deal. Uh, some of the other guys that uh, that you think may be signing, I know Darren is sitting on a couple of different things, and you know, I heard Deuce was flirting with a couple of different schools. Uh, how many do you think total are going to end up going to the next level? Well, I think Ben Martin had already had something kind okay, of lined great. up early in the season. I'm pretty sure that that's gonna, uh, that we good. he's good there, I should say. Um, so Ben uh, Deuce is going to play somewhere. We're just uh, looking at different opportunities to get him seen by people. Um, Darren, uh, you know, didn't have the year that he thought that he would, but he's still a supremely talented offensive player. He could definitely go play somewhere. Um, those are really the, uh, the main two right now. That not a place to play that we know really want to play is Deuce and Darren. Uh, I know uh, Wes does too. We'll see what kind of interest we can generate for him. Um, but it's going to be tough with him not playing this summer. And then you got guys like, uh, if they decide that they want to do it, uh, Jonah and Hunter, uh, Jonah Conley and Hunter Conley, if they decide that they want to, um, you know, they're kind of 50-50 on it. But if, if they do want to, we'll do everything we can, and we could definitely find those guys somewhere to play as well. Very good. Um, Coach, you know, you talked about your summer just a minute ago, and it's a whole new group. And, like, every year coaches kind of have different strategies and philosophies over the summer. You know, sometimes – the attitude is, all right, well, we'll just throw guys into situations and whatever happens, happens, and it's going to be a learning experience. Other times, you know, coaches will say, well, hell, you know, we got to play a summer season. Let's go learn how to win and close out, you know, close games late. And what's that goal going to be for the Tarpons this summer? Because you got a whole new group. What is going to be the game plan and the strategy for the summer? And it's so crazy how much it changed. Uh, a lot of years, I am more of the first uh, version of what you said, where let's throw guys out there, whatever the score is going to be, is going to be. Uh, let's just evaluate and get them experience. I think this year, just with the success we've had these last couple of years, uh, you know, really last been a five-year stretch, we've been pretty good at the varsity level. Um, I think with a new crop coming in, we're going to be focusing on winning baseball games and not so much uh, with the personnel, per se. Uh, I don't think Jacob Purell is going to throw anything for us. Uh, you know, guys that we already know what they could do on the mound. But as far as in-game calls, normally we don't bunt, we don't hit and run. We just let them kind of go out there and play and uh, watch them swing it. I think that offensively our strategy is going to be more of like a regular varsity game. Uh, same thing, we normally let our catchers get experience calling on their own. This year, Coach Bugs is going to be at every game. We are calling, we are treating it or coaching it like it would be a real game. So as far as personnel, yes, we will still rotate guys in and out and uh, try to do all that stuff. But we're going to play the situations much closer than we would uh, to a varsity game just to see how our kids react right there, see uh, what the winning formula might be to start the season. Um, Coach, I want to ask you to comment on something here. Like, You don't have to go into specifics in terms of what actually did or didn't happen the other day out in Homa. But the question I'm going to ask you is this. I said this in the first segment of the show. I feel like in the last two or three years – 
this type of stuff, this garbage of you know people confronting coaches or whatever it may be, has become more accelerated than it had been in the previous eight or nine years that I had been doing this professionally. Have you kind of seen that, or am I am I just imagining that? Like it feels like this garbage is happening more now than it used to. Do you think that that's the case? Uh, you aren't imagining anything. It is definitely happening more, and it is absolutely deplorable. Um, what happened uh, in Homa or allegedly happened at Homa is the most despicable thing that I've ever heard of in this profession. And uh, I really hope that they make an example out of this because, dude, it, look, if they don't, if this guy gets a slap on the wrist, it's open season, man. These parents are going to think they could do whatever the heck they want with no repercussions. And, uh, look, I love our kids. I love our parents. But uh, I've never met any coach that has done anything outside of try to win baseball games. Yeah. Do what's right by the team. And uh, what happened is sickening. It is definitely uh, becoming more and more prevalent. Um, you know, it's, it's something that none of us should have to deal with, and we are all having to deal with it. Uh, I'm not going to go into specifics, but, uh, yeah, it, it happens and it's, uh, it's despicable, and you're going to end up seeing a more increased presence at uh, certain things, increased uh, security presence at games, uh, walking coaches and umpires to their cars. I mean, you might be at a, a school awards night, and you have to have security there protecting the coaches and teachers from the public. It's pathetic, and it's ridiculous, and people need to look in the mirror and get a grip. Um, very well said. I couldn't say it any better, buddy. Last question I got for you. When's going to be that first summer game? I know you said you guys had to move it. When's it going to be, and where's it going to be? Uh, I don't have it in front of me uh, quite yet. We're having to rearrange some things due to some issues with uh, with Terrebonne High schedule. I believe it'll be the following Thursday, uh, which would be June the 2nd, I believe. Okay, sounds good, buddy. Look, man, thanks so much for the time. We'll chat again next Friday, okay? All right, Casey, have a good weekend, man. You too, buddy. That is Coach Chandler Guitros with the Tarpons baseball program. I'm glad he spoke out as pointedly as he did because what he said is right. You could hear it was from the heart. It was passionate. What he said was right. There's no reason for any of that nonsense to be going on nor happening, much less to be accelerating. We should be going away from that type of barbarianism, but instead it's continuing to grow. It's play by play. Let's catch a break. When we get back, I'll talk to the or talk about the NBA playoffs. Rather, gotta put my foot in my mouth. I made a prediction yesterday that I think was dead wrong. We'll be right back after this. What are people saying about the Magic Hands True Shiatsu Neck and Back Massager by True Medic? Hi, I'm meteorologist Jim Rinaldi. You may recognize me as the voice of your weathercast from time to time. Well, I'd like to talk to you about Magic Hands Neck and Back Massager from True Medic. Sitting all day behind the microphone delivering weathercasts, believe it or not, is hard on the neck, back, and shoulders. I've had problems for years and finally found a solution. Magic Hands, the massager plus heat that I can control. I'm able to target those muscles that need the most work. It's portable, rechargeable, and I'm not tethered to a power cord. Here's how you can order one through this special radio offer. Order Magic Hands True Shiatsu Neck and Back Massager Plus Heat. The retail price is $299, but for this special radio offer of $79, you must visit ordermagichands.com. The keyword is ordermagichands.com or call 877-469-1669. One-year warranty and free shipping too. That's 877-469-1669. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. 
Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective. Guaranteed. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's Shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's Shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. Welcome back to Play by Play. We got 30 minutes down, one hour to go here on KLEB. We want to thank the Blue Boot Rodeo. The 2022 Blue Boot Rodeo will be held on July 7th through 9th at the Grand Isle Marina, located at 158 Sand Dollar Court at the Tarpon Pavilion. That's the Blue Boot Rodeo, July 7th through 9th. Southland Dodge and Homa, industrial power systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. Dufresne Building Materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Rouse's Markets. Get Rouse's Louisiana Crawfish hot from the pot, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Seven days a week at Rouse's Markets. Tastes like home. Buzz Off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. And Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. Let's talk some NBA in this segment. But first, um, was asked to kind of give a little rundown or recap of the Tarpon Spring game against uh, McDonough 35. Um, it was a spring game by all accounts. You know, Tarpons did some things well, did some things not so well, uh, struggled at times, maybe in some individual, you know, things that they did early in the scrimmage and, uh, the controlled portion of the scrimmage was about even based on what I hear. And then in the live quarter, the Tarpons actually scored the only points of the live quarter, getting a six to nothing victory over McDonough 35. Good starting point, man. Good starting point. You know, you got a young group. You're replacing almost your entire starting depth chart. Uh, I think everybody would have understood if they would have went out to the city, played McDonough 35, and got clobbered. Um, but that didn't happen. You know, that didn't happen. They played well, uh, took care of business, and, uh, you know, now they move to the summer. Summer's about getting bigger, faster, and stronger. They move to the summer, and we'll see how it goes from there. A little bit of a scheduling alert or, or change here. We were supposed to have Damian St. Pierre on um, Damien is having some you know, work issues or you know, meetings and, and things that have overlapping. So instead of Damien, we're going to have James Schilling with Nichols Golf on at 12.30 today to talk about the PGA Championships and some things happening in college golf. So we'll have James Schilling at 12.30. So this segment will talk NBA. Next segment, I'm going to talk my weekend predictions. And then at the bottom of the show, we'll get our betting picks. It's kind of doing some Peyton Manning, Omaha, Omaha, making some audibles on the fly here and trying to piece this thing together. Um, NBA last night, um, you know, I, I, I told you at the top of the show, I got to put my foot in my, in my mouth. I, I sincerely thought 
that Miami was maybe the best team left um, in the playoffs. I thought that they guarded at a level that was unrivaled. You know, I watched that third quarter of game one and said, hey, man, no other team could do this. Well, turns out I might have been a little bit wrong on that one. Boston goes into Miami last night and just dominates 127 to 102. And you know how in life, like sometimes it, you have a first impression of something and it's so damn hard to overcome that first impression. Like that's one of the hardest things to beat in all of life is overcoming a bad interaction or a bad experience that you've had with someone and then seeing that that was the outlier and isn't exactly how that person or that team or whatever it may be is. So last night I had to have like a heart to heart with myself and like a come to Jesus moment with myself. And I said, you know what? I'm going to watch game one again, a condensed version, no commercials, you know, no stoppages in play. You can watch a condensed version of an NBA game in hardly no time. I'm going to watch game one back over again. Then that was right after watching game two, and I'm going to objectively try to figure this thing out. Y'all, when the Celtics have their guys, they're really, really good. When the Celtics have their team intact, when Horford's there, Marcus Smart's there, they're really good. Here's the thing about Boston that I think is going to make them tough. And the reason why I now flip-flop, you know, doing the whole political thing, right? I'm flip-flopping. I'm changing my pick. I think Boston's going to win this series because they're so versatile. Jason Tatum could play any offensive position. He could play any defensive position. Jalen Brown. He could be a two or a one, two, or a three. Marcus Smart, he could play point. He could play a combo guard. He could defend anything. He's the toughest guy on the floor. He's the heart, soul, blood, and guts of that team. 24 points, nine rebounds, 12 assists last night. He was the best player on the floor last night. Al Horford could defend guards and switches. He could, you know, post up and make three pointers. Um, he could score in the lane. He, could, as we said, he can make the corner three, two, two from three last night. Good passer out of the post. Robert Williams, rim protector, three blocks last night, one steal. Then you got guys like Grant Williams off the bench, two of two from three. Versatile defender, long and lanky, athletic. You got Peyton Pritchard, two three-pointers last night, 10 points, a plus 39, plus minus last night. Boston's versatility and length is unrivaled right now in these NBA playoffs. They've got seven or eight dudes that could do anything. They could guard anything. They can make shots. They could score inside. They could score outside. They have incredible versatility. And I think that that may make them the favorites to win it all. I had had, a, I've still had a hard time fully buying into Boston because I've seen Jason Tatum disappoint me on the biggest stages before. And I've had to, you know, talk about first experiences and, you know, first impressions. I had to last night overcome that and see for myself like, hey, dude, what you were looking at, what you're judging Boston on was four years ago, man. You got to look at what they're doing right now. They've got a new coach. They've got a new identity. They've got some new players, and they're really, really good. 
And a point was made last night on the telecast that I think was an excellent point. It was made by Jeff Van Gundy, I think. Maybe Mark Jackson. No, I know it was Jeff Van Gundy. <laughs> Silly me. It was a good point. Of course it wasn't Mark Jackson who made the point. Of course it was Jeff Van Gundy. Boston had chances at the end of the regular season to lose games to avoid playing the Nets in the first round. They said, you know what? To hell with that. We want to play the Nets. They swept them right out of the playoffs. Then the next round, playing the defending champion Bucks. No one's picking them to win that series either. They beat them in seven and overcome a 3-2 deficit in the process. So this is a team that has been doubted and slept on, and like they've got a big old chip on their shoulder that I don't think people realize is there. They're going to be tough. Now, closing out Miami is going to be difficult. It's only one-to-one now. Now it's a best of five. Are the Heat capable of going into Boston and winning? Sure. But if you just look at the way this series has been played so far, seven of the eight quarters have been dominated by the Celtics. Miami's going to have to find some kind of way to reverse that momentum. And it's going to have to be with enhanced defense because right now they're not getting stops, which is a bit surprising to everybody involved. And then on the flip side to that, Jimmy Butler's the only guy for Miami that's, that's scoring. He's the only guy that's touching the ball. He's the only guy that's creating anything. He had 29 points. Their next leading score was, was uh, Gabe Vincent with 14. That's not sustainable. The Heat are going to have to find ways to diversify their offense, but it's tough because Boston's defense switches everything, and they're like, there's no good matchup. There's no good matchup. You can't say, all right, well, we're going to go and call the pick and roll, and we're going to single out this guy. That don't work. Whoever you send the screen for – the guy switching is going to be a good defender. The guy on the ball is going to be a good defender. Like They all have that versatility. It makes them so incredibly difficult to match up with. That's the Eastern Conference. The Western Conference series, I think Game 2 is going to be huge. I, I truly believe Game 2 is going to be huge for this series. If Golden State lines up and blows out Dallas again, then that's where I think a lot of the, the people that are flirting and hinting and whispering saying that Golden State is going to win in five, I think that argument then starts to get some credence. I don't care if Golden State wins today if it's a competitive game. If Golden State wins by four or five points, I still think it's going to be a close series. I think Dallas will go home, take care of business, and we'll have a close series. But if the Warriors win by like 20 again today, <laughs> it's getting late early. Because then I think that's when that, that seed of doubt comes in. But I still, and again, I told you yesterday, maybe it's going to be a stubborn faith. Maybe it's going to be a blind faith. Maybe it's going to be something that I'm going to end up again having to put my foot in my mouth for. I still believe in Dallas. They got blown out in the first two games against Phoenix, and then they just regrouped. Like, I think they play better as series go on, and I think that they're going to figure some things out. I don't know that they're going to win today, but I think they're going to play better today than they did in game one, and I think they'll make it a competitive four-quarter game. But if they don't, it uh it may be funeral time real quick, real fast, because you know they they are up against a, a Warriors team that knows how to close out. They know how to make it happen whenever uh, you know it, it's time to close out a series. So that'll be something to pay attention to. How competitive can Dallas be? It's a six point spread. The Warriors are favored by six. If Dallas could be at that six points or cover today, I feel good about them going forward. If they get blown out, it's gonna be it's not gonna be good. See where we're going to go from here. I'm sorry, I was reading something really quickly on the ESPN website. Let's talk about the PGA Championship leaderboard. 
Uh, we've got stars atop the PGA Championship leaderboard. We've got several players who are still very much in contention. It's only day two of the tournament. It's actually day one and a half. We've had just the morning flight launch here in the PGA Championship for the second round. Atop the leaderboard right now, we've got star power. Uh, we've got Justin Thomas at five under par. He's on the 15th hole of his second round. He's two under for the day, five under total. Rory McIlroy has not yet teed off. He's five under par. He's going to get rolling in just a minute. Tom Hoagie, four under par. Matt Fitzpatrick, three under par. Joaquin Neiman, three under par. Matt Kuchar, three under par. There's stars all over this thing. Xander Schauffele, two under. Cameron Smith, two under. Kevin Na, two under. Uh, Tony Finau, one under. Patrick Reed, one under. A lot of those guys that we mentioned just a second ago, with the exception of Thomas, have not even yet started their round. So we've got an opportunity in the afternoon for the leaderboard to change drastically out there in uh, in the middle portion of the United States. They're playing out in Tulsa, Oklahoma, over at Southern Hills. So let's catch a break. When we get back from the break, we're going to get our weekend predictions. Remember, James Schilling, Nichols Golf will be on at 1230 today, and then we'll get our weekend predictions in the next segment of the show. We're just kind of shuffling and adjusting some things on the fly. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this quick commercial timeout. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. It's the Memorial Day sales event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Rams, long-lasting new pickups, or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram trucker van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne building materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dofriendlumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. Yep, it's that time of year, Blue Boot Rodeo, July 7, 8, and 9 in Grand Isle, Louisiana. This rodeo is to promote water safety and drowning prevention. This year's activities for the rodeo on Friday, we have DJ Frozen. We also have a cornhole tournament, followed by shorts in December. Saturday, we have bingo and mimosas. DJ Frozen again. Rough and ready, we have our awards, a live auction. And closing it out, we have junior lacrosse from 8 to 11. That's the Blue Boot Rodeo, coming this July 7, 8, and 9 in Grand Isle, Louisiana. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe, effective, guaranteed. Welcome 
Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. We're going to get to our weekend predictions here from the world of sports. And in the next segment, we'll have James Schilling with Nichols Golf to talk about the PGA Championship, which is rocking and rolling. We'll see Dustin Johnson just made a double bogey. He's now eight over par. Dustin Johnson will not be seeing the weekend. He's only got two holes left. The course is kind of stiffening up. They had some low scores yesterday. Uh, the lead ballooned out to five under par yesterday. The course is fighting back today. There are not a whole lot of great scores out there on the links right now. Our weekend predictions. We start with the first one. Um, I think it's an obvious one, right? I, I, I don't think that there's any way that this one is going to be wrong. I think the NIL drama in college sports is going to continue to burn and simmer in the next you know couple days as we go into the next week. Um, everyone has had an opinion and everyone has chimed in on this. Um, Jimbo Fisher, obviously, as we talked about in yesterday's show, came back and went at Nick Saban uh, pretty pointedly. Um, Nick Saban, I think, um, told it like it was. You know, I'm kind of more on his side here than I am on Jimbo Fisher's side. He didn't say that Texas A&M cheated nor broke the rules. He didn't say, hey, you know, these guys, you know, should be sanctioned by the NCAA. He said the truth. He said they bought their recruiting class. They did. They did. Guess what? Uh, you know, I, that's not illegal right now, the way the rules are structured. I think the rules should be structured differently. That's another conversation for another day. I think name, image, and likeness should be you marketing your name and providing a service and you know, you know, selling T-shirts or signing autographs or hosting camps or hosting clinics. I think that's what name, image, and likeness is. I don't think it's your four star. I'll give you a hundred grand. Come play for me. That's not aim, name, image, and likeness. That's bribery, and that's not something that the NCAA took good enough care of whenever they allowed this nonsense to go on. So teams realized right away, hey, you know. I don't have to actually make them work to get paid. So here's a hundred grand cornerback. Come play for Texas A&M. They did an excellent job of that. They were ahead of the curve. They were the sleaziest of the sleaze. Not surprising given that Jimbo Fisher's their head coach. They were the sleaziest of the sleazy in a dirty college football sport. Kudos to them. They got a great recruiting class that came in there. I still believe firmly that they're going to screw it all up. I think that they've got a, a cast full of these four- and five-star players that they promised the world to who are going to be lazy, fat, and happy because they've got some money in their pocket and who are going to be upset and angry whenever they actually realize that it's not all fun and games. They're going to actually, actually have to work to earn their spot. Some promises that have probably been made are not going to be kept, and I think it's going to be a circus at Texas A&M next year. I truly believe that. But... Whatever it may be, this conversation is going to continue. Everyone's going to have to offer their commentary on this. I think that Nick and Jimbo may be in timeout, may not be allowed to speak on it anymore, but there are going to be other coaches around the country. Like Dabo hasn't chimed in yet. You know, you just know Dabo Sweeney's not going to miss an opportunity to say his piece. Oh, God, how disgusting that's going to be whenever that actually happens. Man, he's, he's hard to listen to sometimes. Um, but yeah, this conversation is going to continue. The coaches are going to continue chirping. And I think ultimately at the end of the day, the NCAA is going to have to change the way that this rule is worded to make it to where it is truly a name, image, and likeness rule and not a pay for play rule. It was never intended to be a pay for play rule. It was intended to be, Hey, you can market yourself and earn off of your likeness. If the university makes a 
number 21 jersey and you wear number 21 and we sell 100 of them, you get 15% of that type of thing. That's what it was intended to be. It was never intended to be, hey, I'm looking to go play college football. My highest offer is 120 grand. Who's willing to give me 125? Like it was never meant to be an auction, but that's quickly what it's become. Prediction number two. I think Nichols is going to make the championship series in the Southland Conference Tournament. The Colonels, Southland Conference Tournament is doing something a little different. To me, it's a little confusing. I don't know if I'm a big fan of it. They've broken up their Southland Conference Tournament into two pieces. They've got a four-team tournament that's out in Lake Charles. They've got a four-team tournament that's out in Hammond. It's almost like they're playing two separate regionals. The Colonels are in the tournament out at Lake Charles. They won their opening game yesterday over Northwestern State. I don't think that McNeese, who's the number one seed out there, is decisively better than Nichols, if better at all. Colonels are playing McNeese today. If they win that game, they're going to have to get beat twice to get kept out of the championship series. And Oh, yeah, I didn't mention that. The winner of the two regionals, or the two pieces of the tournament, rather, are going to play best of three next weekend. Out in Lake Charles, the winner will earn the automatic bid into the conference tournament or into the NCAA tournament, rather, for the Southland. I think Nichols is going to make it to the championship series. I, I, I truly believe that. I, I truly believe that. I think that they're going to, um, I think that they've got the pitching to sustain the weekend. And I just think they've got a little bit of that moxie about them. I think they've got a little bit of that swagger about them. And I think that they'll find a way to get there. Prediction three is one that I gave you really in the last segment of the show, so I'm not going to elaborate too, too much on it. I think the Celtics this weekend are going to grab control of the Eastern Conference Finals. I think that their defense is going to keep Miami's offense just enough in check to allow their offense to run wild. I just think they've got too much shot creation. you got Marcus Smart that's getting double-digit assists in a game. Tatum's creating offense. Brown's creating offense. Horford from the you know, the block, he's creating offense and initiating things. <clears throat> the wheels are starting to come off a little bit for Miami. And I know, I know, like, we as sports media tend to overreact to one game. I promise y'all, I'm not just overreacting to what I saw yesterday. Um, I think that P.J. Tucker being injured in the last game is a huge monumental blow, as big of a blow for Miami as it would be if Jimmy Butler went down. He's the heart and soul of their defense. If he's not able to play in game three, it's a wrap. If he is able to play in game three, but he's limited, that also hurts big. I think Boston just is going to be in prime position to take full control of that series in the next couple of games. Prediction four. I think a big-name player is going to win the PGA Championship, man. That's usually how it works, right? Like every once in a while in the U.S. Open or the British Open, or maybe even sometimes, uh, not so much the Masters, because you kind of got to be, the Masters is a small field. You got to really kind of be established to win the Masters. But every once in a while in the U.S. Open or the, you know, the the British, you'll have a guy completely out of left field who will win it. They'll get hot, you know, the catch a lucky break, you know, maybe play on Thursday early in the morning when the conditions were okay, whereas, you know, later in that day they get brutal, whatever it may be, get the luck of the draw type of thing. Um, the PGA usually, and it's one of the reasons why it's one of my favorite majors, if not my favorite major, the golf course is set up to where like the best player in the world that week is going to win. You got to hit good iron shots. You could score a little bit. Like the scoring is rarely going to be like over par. You can make some birdies, but you just got to play well. 
You know, you hit good shots, you're going to be rewarded. If you hit bad shots, you're going to be penalized. And I think that that's what golf should be. I have issue at major championships sometimes where you hit a great shot and, you know, the greens are so hard and dry that the ball just keeps rolling. There's too much luck involved, I think, sometimes in a U.S. Open or a British Open. Whereas I think the PGA is more of a truer test of golf. Maybe I'm wrong on that. We'll have James Schilling on. We'll ask him about it. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he's got a different opinion. I'm open to hear conversation on that. But I think the PGA is maybe the fairest test on the tour. And I think that a big-name player is going to win it. Justin Thomas is in good position. Rory McIlroy is in good position. I like where you know, Neiman sits right now. I like where um, Tony Finau sits right now. I think there's going to be a player who who we know. It's not going to be someone out of left field. I think it's going to be a player that most of the golf nation knows that's going to end up holding that trophy and winning the championship. Prediction number five, this one's going to give me indigestion. Get me some Tums, get me some Rolades. I don't think Tiger Woods is going to make the cut this weekend. He's got to go pretty low today. It's going to be hard for him to do. I said yesterday, man, oh, man, he looks he looks free. He looks smooth. He's playing with rhythm. I turned off the laptop yesterday because, you know, we wrap up the show and, that you know, I'm uploading the show and, you know, not trying to lose my train of thought by, while watching golf. Apparently in the last five or six holes, like he was limping pretty good. He was he was not finishing as strongly as he started. He said he just kind of tweaked it a little bit and some days are not as good as others and yesterday was apparently an off day. This is not a course to be having an off day at. Now he still shot four over and beat a lot of the players in the field and if he shoots anything under par today, he's going to make the cut. But I just think it's going to be tough. This is a tough golf course and if you are not 100%, and then you add into it the, the rust and the fact that he hasn't played a ton of championship rounds, I just think it's going to be too tall of a task for him to tackle, and I don't think the Tiger is going to make the cut this weekend. But everything that I said yesterday doesn't change. I do believe that the leg is getting stronger. I do think that in the future he's going to be able to maybe play a little bit more, and I do think that in the future there's going to be a day, be it at Augusta, be it at you know, a, a British Open, that we're going to see over the weekend, he's going to be in the top 15 or the top 20 is going to be loosely in contention. I truly believe that. I think that he's still got enough game left to where that could be a reality. The last prediction, then we'll get to a break, then we'll go to Nichols with Coach Schilling. I think the Dodgers and the Yankees are going to continue to roll. That's not exactly me going out on a limb, but it's been fascinating to see how good those two teams are, man. The Dodgers are rolling. They've got so much pitching. And they've got pitching that's on the shelf. Clayton Kershaw's out. Um, uh, Trevor Bauer is out. Like They've got opportunities to where they could have been better, uh, but they got some dudes that are missing. They've been so good. They're playing the the um, the Phillies on the road this coming weekend, and they're going to be hungry. The Phillies kind of beat up on the Dodgers in L.A. a couple weeks ago. The Dodgers are going to want to avenge that. I think they're going to roll. Then the Yankees are playing the White Sox this weekend, and I think that they're going to roll there as well. I just think those two teams are going to continue to flex their muscles. I think they're both far and away the top teams in their respective leagues right now. That could change, but right now. And we might end up seeing just a really, really big market World Series with those two teams leading the sport. Those are our weekend predictions. We'll vi- revisit that and see how we did on Monday. Let's catch a break when we get back. James Schilling, Nichols Golf. We're going to ask him about his season. And we're also going to ask him about the PGA Championship, which is rocking and rolling right now with a couple of guys on top at five under par. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. The music on the bayou, the Rage and Cajun, 1600 AM, KLEB, and 102.7 FM. 
Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back, too. Your good times and the not-so-good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Markets personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Markets feels like home. Yep, it's that time of year, Blue Boot Rodeo, July 7, 8, and night in Grand Isle, Louisiana. This rodeo is to promote water safety and drowning prevention. This year's fishing rodeo, we also have adult, kids, kayak, and we added the offshore division. Proceeds from this rodeo go to swimming lessons, life rings on the Grand Isle Beach, scholarships, and bringing awareness to water safety. There will be plenty of food, drinks, activities for the kids, and the whole family. That's the Blue Boot Rodeo, coming this July 7, 8, and 9th in Grand Isle, Louisiana. Baby! good summertime song it is a very warm south louisiana summer day here on play by play we go to the phone lines and we have nichols golf coach coach james Schilling on the line coach good afternoon my friend how are you good afternoon Casey. it's good to be on your show absolutely my friend you guys are about a month now removed from the southland conference championships finish uh seventh which i know is not where you all wanted to be but given the youth of your team and man you guys were right there had just a couple of strokes here or there. It could have been firmly in the middle of the pack. Talk about the way your guys finished the year. Yeah, it was kind of a strange uh, 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 overall standing with the way the teams uh, shaped out because we improved 32 or 33 shots, I believe, in the previous year. The course played uh, similar as far as difficulty uh, because, once again, uh, even par was your was your individual winner. We had... Ryan O'Neill right there at one over, so he was right in the mix to to win the conference championship. Great season for Ryan, though. Uh, he's first-team all-conference selection, and he'll be a GCAA academic All-American, too. So uh, couldn't be prouder of him. He'll be, he'll be back with us again next year, so he's going to stay here at Nichols and continue you know, the journey that he's had with his, with his improved play. Lots and lots of youth on this year's team. You talked about it with us from the beginning of the season. And now, you know, think about youth. As it matures, it gets better, it gets stronger, and it develops its skills. And then I know you've told me in the past, you know, you were excited about some of the guys you guys maybe have coming in. Uh, sounds like you guys are at a spot where you, you should be pretty uh, happy and excited about where things are headed. 
We sh- yeah, we, you know, we should be. Uh, the, the, on the golf side, it's a little different uh, from, from the other uh, Southland competitions because, you, you know, if you notice, we added Augusta uh, University, who actually won the national championship in golf in 11 and 12. is where Patrick Reed wound up playing. And then we had Francis Marion. Both of those are Division One programs without without football programs in their department. So uh, adding them as affiliate members was uh, definitely uh, strengthens our overall league top to bottom. And uh, you know it it kind of showed this year. Uh, we definitely improved, but it wasn't good enough uh, to to uh, to finish towards the top of the league. But that being said, a uh, lot of experience this year. We improved immensely, and I think you saw that from our previous year. I mean, it was like night and day. We had some really high finishes as a team and, and individually as well. So got everyone back for next year, and we'll add a couple freshmen coming in too with only losing one player. So we're we're definitely looking forward to it And uh, as the uh, Southland continues to reshape and uh, hold together and move forward. So in golf, give us a rundown of what it is that, you know, a player does to get better. You know, I know in basketball, you may be getting the weight room, add some strength, you know, work on some cone drills, you know, have faster foot speed, football, same thing. You try to get stronger, you know, get faster. What does a golfer do to try to improve their skills in the off season? Yeah. Uh, you're going to, you're going to be able to practice more and uh, play more tournament golf because you don't have the unless you're taking online classes, and even if you're doing that or summer school classes, you don't have the number of classes that you're taking. So a lot of individual events, a lot of practice, um, just trying to get your get your body right and stay healthy. Uh, play, and, and again, playing some amateur events to where whenever you come back in the fall, you're going to be ready to go because we, we start off right away. You know, golf, we play both semesters. So once the players come back in, we'll have a couple days to get acclimated for them to move in and then, we start team practice immediately and uh, getting ready for our first tournament, which is the beginning of the second week of September. So we're already through a good part of May, almost in June. So we'll really only have a couple months before the players start to, you know, about six weeks, up, a little more than eight weeks before the players, you know, start to come back. But they'll be, they'll be playing and practicing on their own uh, this summer. Very good. Coach, let's talk about the PGA Championship a little bit. It's a crowded leaderboard it's still so early but it's a crowded leaderboard and more important than the crowded leaderboard there's some like name brand players atop it Rory McIlroy Justin Thomas and Joaquin Neiman Matt Kuchar like there's some guys that we know about Xander Schauffele Cameron Smith who are some guys that you like right now that you think are playing well yeah you mentioned three of the names I don't uh, it's it, it's going to be difficult for for anytime you come out of the gates as quickly as Rory did it's going to be difficult or it tends to be difficult to back that up. Three of the names that you mentioned I do like. Uh, I'm a firm believer in slow and steady wins the race. Uh, the course is playing fairly firm. Uh, Justin Thomas is, I think, three under yesterday. I checked he was two under today. I think he's picking up one, two under par each round. Uh, he, he He's going to be tough. You would have to think eventually Sh- uh, Xander Shoffley is going to to, to break through. You know, I mean, he is just—he's just been there, been there so much, uh, very consistent. Morikawa didn't do quite as well as I thought he would be off the tee, but those bunkers that they have there are pretty difficult on some of the pros. And then you mentioned another one that I like, uh, and this this young man is due because he is—he is young and he is an excellent, excellent player, and that's Joaquin Neiman. I mean, I can—I I, would—I would look for him to 
you know, to be able to definitely be in the mix coming up. He's young, he's strong, he's got, he's got all the things that you want, a solid mind, you know, really handles himself well, especially for as young as he is. He's had a lot of international experience and played a lot of team golf. It's something he's qualified for, so I think he's definitely going to be tough, uh, and, and he's a guy that I think you'll have to contend with. A lot of those guys, too, it's, it, was, it was great if you're able to go out to, to the Zurich Classic this year. A lot of those guys were, you know, were over at TPC, you know, with Smith and a lot of really, really great names. The course was in fantastic shape. I was able to go out there for, for a round or so. And uh, for those of you that were not able to go, it's something, whether you're a golfer or not, uh, you get the passes and get to eat and just have a great time. Uh, it, it's definitely something that you need to see. And, again, I, a lot of the players that we had at the Zurich, are, a lot of them are, are in the field this week, uh, you know, over at the PGA at Southern Hills in Tulsa. You know what's so interesting about the game of golf coaches, and you know, I'm going to act just kind of tongue-in-cheek. It, there's a benefit to being strong. There's a benefit to having good touch and you know, good hands and everything. But you don't necessarily have to ha- have all that stuff. John Daly yesterday, someone tracked him. He smoked 21 cigarettes on the course, drank 12 Diet Cokes, ate six packs of peanut M&Ms, and shot two over par. I don't know how he does this. I don't know how he's done this for as long as he has. Doesn't take care of his body at all. It's amazing the raw talent that he has, man, and it just makes you wonder if he would have actually given a hoot a little bit how good his career could have been. Yeah, it's 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 surprising to me that the PGA allows him to have a golf cart, um, being the way that he chooses to, you know, the things that you mentioned, the way he's kind of treated his body over time. But, uh, you know, that's a guy that has unbelievable hand-eye coordination. Yep. So he's probably a type of person where, he chose golf, but it it could have been another sport. It could have been tennis, or it could have been you know, uh, uh, could have been baseball or something like that. I mean, uh, he's been a certain size for a long time. Uh, he he tried to have some surgery, uh, and that wasn't quite as successful. But as you mentioned, is his his health and the cigarettes and the and the uh, the amount of uh, just diet drinks and stuff that he takes um it's really surprising that they allow him to have a cart but uh, i had heard that it was oh i had read that it was for an arthritis in his knee or something like that and that's why he's that's why he does that but uh, played extremely well yesterday at one point he was leading the event um stumbled down the stretch i think he had four four bogeys or something like that coming in still only shot two over par so that's pretty good at his age he beat a lot of the players that are in the field um, may have a hard time making the cut. I haven't really checked that far down, but you're right. I, I mean, it, it. You know, golf. You don't have to. You don't have to be uh, perfect uh, body body type, and you know, no fat and just ripped muscular like like a lot of the guys are. Colin Montgomery was another guy. Uh, he's on the Champions Tour now. He actually played at Houston Baptist. Made millions on tour, won numerous events, played several Ryder Cups, was not the most fit guy, um, but had a very, very successful career. So it can happen in golf. It can. Yeah, no doubt. It, look, man, I, I was mentioning this in the last segment of the show, and I'm going to ask you how you feel because you know, you know way more about this than I do. The PGA Championship is one of my favorite events, if not my favorite event, and it might be my favorite major championship because I feel like it's the major where the guy who plays the best ends up winning like I don't feel like sometimes at the U.S. Open I like I feel like luck may be involved the course is so dry it's gonna be 
who gets the best bounce or, you know, the open on links courses, you know, hey, you may hit a great drive. The ball just keeps rolling and rolling and rolling. It goes into a bunker, whatever it may be. I feel like there's a little bit of luck involved in those. Whereas the PGA, I think it's very cut and dry. You hit good shots, you're going to score. You hit bad shots, you're going to be penalized. Do you kind of agree with that? I do. You know, the PGA of all the four majors is geared course setup wise more along of what the PGA Tour does. And what I mean by that is the Masters, you're playing the same course, okay, every year. The U.S. Open rotates, but you're right. that they, they make it so difficult. It's almost like it's, it's more like survival than actually being able to, to play golf and, and have – I mean, look how many guys we have under par on the leaderboard right now, okay? Uh, that's more like what you would see at a regular tour event or like a – like a player's championship, okay, or something like that. You don't see that in the U.S. Open. Uh, the Masters, they, some years they shoot really low, some years they shoot not as low. That more depends upon the weather because it's earlier in the year. Typically now with this new, time, this new time slot you have for the PGA, it's pretty good. The weather's going to be warm. Ball's going to be rolling. And the course setup is more along the lines, as I mentioned, of what you're going to see at a higher, high-end, really, really good, good, excellent field at, at, a, at a PGA Tour event that has a large purse. More like a, like I said, like a player's championship. So it, for, for the average, for the person that watches golf on TV, it'll, it, it, it seems to be more of what the majority of the people that watch golf are kind of accustomed to. And that's why I think, you know, for you as a viewer, it's what you're more comfortable watching, and it's why you like the event. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Uh, Tiger's teen off in about an hour. He's got some work to do. He's going to have to shoot maybe one, two under par to survive and make the cut. Do you think that's going to happen? I don't. I think that his ride's going to end after today. Do you think he got a shot, a shot to make the cut? I think he has a shot. Uh, if he can roll it well enough, you know, and, uh, you know, the ball's it, – it, I, I think I think he can I think he can do it. Uh, if he does make the cut, it, it, what's more interesting for me is to see how will he do this weekend. Yeah. You know, is he going to wear down? Is he going to wear down again? Because you know, in the Masters, he made the cut, but he got tired. Yeah, he was tired. And while it may not be as demanding up and down with hills, now there are some there, but it's actually you know it's it's warm, which is good, but it's also kind of hot too. So yeah. we'll have to we'll have to see. Even if he makes it, I he, he's. Even if he does make the cut, I don't see him being a factor this week. I agree. Before we let you go, Coach, give us a winner. Justin Thomas just rolled a birdie on 18. He's finished his second round, six under par for the tournament, 67. Today, he's now one shot clear of McElroy, who's yet to tee off. Who do you think is going to be the last man standing? I'm not going to pick. I'm not going to pick. I'm not going to pick the leader. I'm not going to do that. That would kind of be cheating. Uh, I'm going to. I'll stick with Neiman. I'll see how he does. Okay, sounds like a winner. Well, look, my friend, I thank you so much for the time, and we're going to chat again soon, okay, buddy? Sounds great. Yep, that is Coach James Schilling with Nichols Golf doing an excellent job, as always. I love getting his perspective. You know, golf is something like, okay, me and you may go and play, and we'll both shoot 130. <laughs> we think that we know what we're talking about. We don't have a clue. It's awesome to have a guy who actually knows the sport to give his insight. He gives great insight on, on the game. Sorry about that. Just sneezed. It's been an allergy week, remember, here on Play by Play. Let's catch a break when we get back. Hopefully, I'll stop sneezing, and hopefully, we'll get you three betting pick winners 
It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional, serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Cola, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. It's the Memorial Day sales event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Rams, long-lasting new pickups, or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram trucker van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. First, we just want to say thank you. Thank you for trusting us to help serve you in these trying times of post-storm recovery, and thank you for your patience during our expansions. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in La Rose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective guaranteed I'm happy I'm feeling glad I got sunshine in a bag I'm useless but not for want to thank Chandler Gitros and James Schilling for their time here on play by play we're going to Go to the sponsor sheet one more time, then I'll give you some winners in our Pick'em segment. We want to thank the Blue Boot Rodeo. The 2022 Blue Boot Rodeo will be held July 7th through 9th at the Grand Isle Marina, located at 158 Sand Dollar Court at the Tarpon Pavilion. Southland Dodge and Homa. Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. Give Travis and those fine folks a call. Dufresne Building Materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Rouse's Markets. Get Rouse's Louisiana Crawfish hot from the pot, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Seven days a week at Rouse's Markets. Tastes like home. Buzz Off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. And Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafourche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. We thank all those fine folks. If you've got a business that you want to get out there, we're a great avenue to do so. We'd love nothing more than Helping you all out and providing you all this service, getting your business's name out there. All right, so let's see. We've got 
three betting picks today. The first one that I'm going to give you goes almost hand-in-hand with what I told you all earlier in the show. I like the Dodgers' money line today. I think the Dodgers are going to be, how can I say this, excuse my French, pissed off that they lost to the Phillies three out of four at home last weekend. They're going to be ready to go. They've got Urias on the mound, big powerful lefty. They're going to be playing in a hitter's park, which benefits their great offense. I think that the Dodgers are going to take care of business. They're going to win game one of the weekend series with the Phillies. And if you want to you know, get spicy and juice it up a little bit, maybe even take the run line because they might win by multiple runs today. I think that the Dodgers are going to play extremely well and take care of business. Uh, let's see this one. Um, I like the Red Sox today to beat the Mariners. The Red Sox beat the Mariners decisively yesterday. That was one of the ones that we sold on Patreon that we went 4-1 yesterday. Uh, I like them again. Robbie Ray's throwing for Seattle. And Vegas is infatuated with Robbie Ray, man. Like, every time he throws, the line is very heavily slanted towards the Mariners. Um, And I get why. Like, he was excellent last year. It ain't last year anymore. He's been very pedestrian this year. The ERA above four. He's allowing a lot of base runners, throwing a lot of pitches, not going deep into games. And I believe this to be true. You know, as critical as I was of Boston early in the season, I think they're starting to figure it out a little bit. I think that they're starting to play better. Um, they had just they had just given away so many games early in the season. It, is, it reminds me a little bit, you know what, of LSU baseball early in the year where they just had blew so many games early that you just get the idea and the feeling that that luck's going to eventually start to reverse. And that's where I am with Boston right now. They're playing better. They're at home. They're the better team, more talented team than Seattle. Robbie Ray's good, and he is capable of giving a strong outing today. But Michael Waka ain't bad either, and I think Boston's going to cover the money line. Give me the Red Sox tonight. Let's see. I also like, let's go with, uh, I like this one. Let's go with the Giants today to beat the Padres, cover the money line there. Uh, Sean Manea is the Padres pitcher. He's solid, but the Giants and home are tough. In that big ballpark at night, I just think that San Francisco is going to be able to get it done, and uh, they'll be able to take care of business and beat their divisional rivals. The NL West is so much fun. You got, you know, the Rockies who score a ton at home. You got the Diamondbacks who really don't have a whole lot of talent, but they just play hard. They're near 500. Then you got the Behemoths, <laughs> the Padres, the Giants, the Dodgers, just exceptional baseball teams. And I think that the Giants are going to win Game One of that weekend series. Let's go through the headlines here, and then we'll get the heck out of Dodge. Today, we've got Nichols Baseball that will be playing on ESPN 100.3, playing in the, the Catbird seat game. They beat McNeese today at 6 o'clock. They'll be sitting pretty. Someone's going to have to come out of the loser's bracket and beat them twice. The Colonels are taking on the Cowboys on their home field. But just a reminder you know that, that, that the Colonels, have played really well all season long. They played th- a three-gamer with McNeese earlier in the year. The Cowboys won two of the three, but all the games were close. All the games were competitive. So don't write off Nichols just yet. I think that they're going to have a great opportunity today. Also, college baseball. LSU has already started their weekend series with Vanderbilt. <clears throat> it's the final weekend series of the season, and the Tigers rolled. They beat Vanderbilt 13-2 to yesterday out there in Nashville. The Commodores are starting to play their best ball right now. They're rolling, um, but LSU hammered them. So what that does for LSU, they're now 35-18. and 18. 
If they win one of the next two, they'll clinch a winning record in the SEC, which is big. And right now, the Tigers are in. Like, LSU could lose the next two to Vanderbilt. They could lose the first SEC tournament game. They're in. They're going to the NCAA tournament. But what they're doing now is they're playing for seeding. If they somehow sweep Vanderbilt and win the next two, that would be 17 and 13. You're hosting a regional unless if something just goes AWOL in the final couple, you know, games out in, in, in Hoover. That would, you know, you're, they're playing for seeding. They're trying to position themselves into that top 16 so that you're home for the opening round. Or if you don't finish great, but you, you know, win a couple of them coming home, you'll be a strong two seat somewhere facing a number one that maybe isn't as powerful. So LSU is in. Remember last year, they were heavily on the bubble, right? And, and arguably, in some circles, if Paul Maneri had not announced his retirement, they probably wouldn't have made it because they maybe didn't deserve to get in, right? Um, but this year, it's not that same situation. The Tigers are in firmly. They're going to be in a, a tournament team. It'll just be a matter of seeing where exactly they shake out. So they've got two more games out there in Tennessee. 17 United States stadiums have been named in the mix for the 2026 World Cup reveal. Of course, the World Cup coming home. We'll tell you what those stadiums are. I'm reading the list as you guys are seeing it. Um, is New Orleans on the list? Let's see. Arlington, Texas, AT&T Stadium. Atlanta, Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Baltimore, M&T Bank Stadium. Cincinnati, Paul Brown Stadium. Denver, Empower Field at Mile High. East Rutherford, New Jersey, MetLife Stadium. Foxborough, Massachusetts, Gillette Stadium. Houston, NRG Stadium, Inglewood, California, SoFi Stadium, Kansas City, Missouri, Arrowhead Stadium, Miami Gardens, Florida, Hard Rock Stadium, Nashville, Tennessee, Nissan Stadium, Orlando, Florida, that is going to be Camping World Stadium, Pasadena, California, the Rose Bowl, Philadelphia, Lincoln Life, or excuse me, Lincoln Financial Field, Santa Clara, California, Levi Stadium, and Seattle, Lumen Field. So New Orleans will not be in the mix for the World Cup. I think that's because you have to have grass and not artificial surfaces. But either way, it'll be exciting to see the 2026 World Cup coming to the United States. And heck, if Houston's one of the sites, you may have this radio host who will uh, try to make that trip. Trevor Story hit three home runs for the Red Sox yesterday. A big performance for the second baseman who was off to a slow start to the year after signing with Boston out of Colorado. And, of course, the PGA Championship, which we've talked about throughout the show. Justin Thomas is in the lead, six under par. He's sitting pretty. He's sitting in the clubhouse. He is eating a sandwich while everyone else is battling this tough course. He was three under yesterday, three under today, six under par. He gets to watch the rest of the guys burning that heat out there in Oklahoma for the rest of the day. NBA playoffs, we've got uh, one game tonight. That'll be the Warriors, and then we continue on in that schedule. Another headline. A big-time Indiana basketball prospect, Uh, Trace Jackson Davis, announced that he is going to be returning to school. He's pulling his name out of the NBA draft. He's 6'9", 245, sophomore, average 18 points, 8 rebounds. I think it's great for the game that guys – this is one thing where I think NIL – you know, I'm not the biggest NIL guy, right? If you guys have been listening to the show in recent days, I think you could pick up on that. But I think one of the things that makes it good is that I do think that now we'll have far fewer people in both the NFL, NBA, MLB, whatever it may be, who are going to like ruin their career making bad decisions, going pro early because they have to chase the money for their families. Whereas now, 
guys like this guy, you know, Trace Jackson Davis, sophomore from Indiana, maybe was not all the way ready for the next level. He could come back, probably get NIL deals that'll be plenty enough to, you know, cover his basic needs and expenses. And then when he's fully ready and blossom, make that leap. So that's one area where I do think the NIL has enhanced college athletics is that it'll allow people to go pro when they're fully ready and not just to, you know, try to keep their mother's light bill on because they come from a, you know, an impoverished family or whatever it may be. So I do think that that's a, a big benefit. See if we've got another headline or two and then we'll wrap up. Let's see. Um, nope, that's about it. We've re- recovered the top of the sports headlines on ESPN.com and uh, that'll allow us to wrap up. So let's catch a, I catch a break. Let's catch our weekend close here. You've been listening to Play by Play. We thank Coach Chan Legitros for the time. We thank Coach James Schilling for the time. For those of you all who wanted to listen to Damien, we'll have him next Friday. He just got tied up in some meetings and everything of the sort, but we appreciate the effort there. Next week, we're going to be talking some spring football. Uh, there's going to be summer basketball going. We'll maybe spin around and visit some of our basketball coaches. Uh, Swampland baseball is going to be going, going. We're going to see where Nichols and LSU are going to end up in their respective conference tournaments. And we'll have all of that and so, so much more as we start to kind of get to that summer part that we've been promising y'all. We're going to we're hopefully tell some stories and give some of our local history. So thanks for listening. This is Casey Jiskler signing off. Stay hydrated. Stay cool. It is hot as heck outside. Take care of yourselves. Take care of your bodies. We'll be back on Monday. You've been listening to Play by Play. Have a great rest of the day. God bless everybody. You're listening to KLEB. 1600 AM and K274 DE 102.7 FM Golden Meadow.